Are you ready? Can't the New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Very very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucks. Don't everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. We're coming at you on the Elite Sports Radio Network. I am joined by my colleague and co-host, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than Michael Lagaris, everybody! What's up, Jet Nation? Yeah, Mike has a serious tone today, and we'll get to that. It's going to be a competition on the show tonight. The goal has been laid down by two men. Uh-oh. One of them was just introduced. The other one, who joins us every single week, the man behind the glass, the engineer for the Easy Being Green podcast, <laughs> the big stinking Wookiee, the majestic beast, Nicholas Kronk, everyone. Let's get into it. That's all you got. Well, I lay out an introduction like no one's ever heard in their life. People beg for an introduction like that. I wanted to you hit it with three words. I wanted to keep it short. Saving your energy. I wanted right, to see how it is. We'll get into it in a moment, guys. What's going to go on? <laughs> he's these just gentlemen. preparing. To, he's just preparing to get rocked like the way Tucci rocked him back in high school. Oh, this wow! Guy, this is the guy that I went to high school with. I know you, you guys went to the same high school, which is great. Which I didn't go. I went, I went to a, a rival high school, and that high school had a five foot five, hundred and forty pound running back, Lay. Cronk out. You got knocked the out, man. I that did. never happened. Well, crushed him. To some people's memory, it did occur. And I'll find the table. The day. thing is that you got hit so hard, you have no memory of it, <laughs> which is easy then for you then to block it out. Tommy has said it never happened. Tommy's never said that. He he, he, after a few drinks, he admits what actually occurred. We don't got to bring up those dark days. What we'll say, the mock madness battle oh, God. between Michael Lagaris and Nicholas Kronk. It's going to go on. They're going to have their two mock drafts. They're going to get into it, debate, go back and forth. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. There's going to be something on the line. Before we get into all that, guys, Jets minicamp started up. Michael dinged it. It did. Very first little, it's like the first little raindrops hit the, hit your lawn. And a few days later, there's little sprouts of grass. Come on, guys. That's what just happened. Football season. Here we go. And Greg Williams wasted absolutely no time, did he, Michael? Within seconds, he's laying the gauntlet down, yelling at everyone, whipping everyone in the shape, wasting no time, is he? He's wicked, wasting no time. And it looks like the Jets are off to a pretty good start. Sam Darnold meeting with Adam Gase, talking about family, talking about a rival coach's perspective of Sam Darnold's game, which is a very unique thing for him to hear at, at the age that he is. So there was a couple of good notes coming out of camp. One of the most important or intriguing notes that I noticed is in the second week of voluntary camp, Le'Veon Bell isn't there. How do you feel about that, Keith? Mike, you know, I guess I gotta have uh, mixed emotions about it, considering how long ago was it that we signed Bell? How long ago was it that free agency period kind of got going there and we signed him? Was it was like a month ago? Okay, about a month ago. So what I'm thinking is this, Michael. Bell stayed in decent shape for a regular human during the offseason when he wasn't playing. Maybe he's not in game-ready shape yet. Maybe he doesn't want to show up until he knows he's at 100% because he signed this gigantic contract. I say, if you're not in shape, if you're not 100% yet, you want to skip a minicamp, do it. You sit at home, come back during the summer when you're 100%. And you can get everything in order. I don't want him coming back Mike early if he's not in shape, which is my first thought when I saw that he wasn't there. Well, you know, uh, as somebody who works for customers, 
I believe that optics are really important when I'm dealing with my customers, dealing with the, if the enterprise that I'm working for. So when there are certain things that I don't really have to do or I don't really need to do, I always want to be on the side of pleasing the customer and pleasing my bosses, pleasing the enterprise or the business that I'm working for. And Le'Veon Bell, I see him as a professional and I understand that these are voluntary workouts, but you know that if you don't show up, the papers are going to be all over you in the number one media market in the world, right? You know that if you don't show that, there's going to be shade thrown at the Jets immediately and people are going to have to answer questions. You know these things. So look, so look, I understand. I get it. I get it. I get it. And you're right. And he has everything everything to do. He doesn't have to. All I'm saying is, you know that all you need to do is show up for a couple of hours here, do what you got to do, and then bounce, right? And you're not going to cause any, you know, negative headlines right off the bat. But obviously, you go into any blog Anywhere you look, it's like Le'Veon Bell didn't show up. Now, Adam Gase said it doesn't matter to him. Everything's cool. I would prefer that he showed up, but it's not a big deal, like you said. Yeah, and after not playing that long, I'm not sure how important this voluntary minicamp is. Uh, I do know what you mean. It makes sense optics-wise. But at the same time, we live in a world now where everyone's looking for a story at all times. Everyone's looking to poke holes and things at all times. So, I don't know if 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, if this is as big of a deal... But in the world we live in now, it is. It's the Jets. Everything with the Jets couldn't get blown out of proportion is the nature of things. Right. But Mike, what also dropped last week, NFL schedules dropped. Big time. Uh, a lot of teams did a lot of fun, unique things for the schedules. Now we found out the Jets. A little run there from week two to week seven with some tough games, which we'll get into in a second, Mike. Biggest game of the year to me, or the game on paper that looks like maybe the most fun to start the year off, I should say. Jets, Browns, Monday Night Football, Michael. They play the Giants at home, November 10th. Looks like a great game. Have a home game versus the Steelers, home game versus the Cowboys. Obviously, a home game versus the Pats. That's going to be on Monday Night Football also. I kind of like the way the schedule laid out, Mike. But, you know, week two, Browns. Week three, Pats. Week four, a bye. Week five, Eagles. Week six, Cowboys. Week seven, Pats again. That run right there is going to maybe pretty much define the season, how the season's going to go, if they're going to be in playoff contention or not right there, right off the bat. I agree with you. Right off the bat, I mean, we're playing the Buffalo Bills to start off. I believe that's a game we can definitely go ahead and win. And then week two, immediately hitting the ground running with the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football. The return of OBJ to New York. Sam Darnold facing off with Baker Mayfield. I mean, how much more epic are you trying to get? I'm so excited. It's unfortunate last year was the first year in the last 10 years that I haven't been to a New York Jet game. And it was because I had two young children at home. But I promised myself that I would be at a Jet game this year. And this is the game that I'm targeting to be there with you, bro. Oh, definitely. That Monday Night Football game, that second week right there, that's going to be huge. You know, we have a home game versus the Cowboys. That'll be fun just because, you know, the Cowboys fans are all over the place. These Fugazi annoying-ass fans. Um, We play both the two Fugazi fan bases that bother me, which is the Steelers fan base, the Cowboys fan base. Home games versus both those teams. But like I said, Mike, it seems like... That run right there in the middle of the year, because after that tough stretch, week two through week seven, we play the Jaguars. You know, they'll probably bounce back and be pretty good again. That might not be a pushover game, but then they play the Jaguars, Dolphins, they play the Giants, they play the Raiders, they play the Redskins, Bengals. So they have a bunch of games after that that are winnable games, at least 
as we're looking at it right now on paper, they finished the season off last three games of the year, Ravens, Steelers, and last game of the season versus the Bills on the 29th of December. So first game of the year versus the Bills, last game of the year versus the Bills, which I like. Uh, you know, it's funny because those games we always look at versus the Bills and the Dolphins as teams, oh, we could definitely beat them. Right. And yet, most of the time, it's a tough game. You know, it's never usually yeah. easy, Mike, because those division games. But this year especially, like, the Bills added guys, Mike, but they had a lot of older players. They, they added veterans, but I don't know how much improved the Bills are going to be. We'll see. That's to be seen. Uh, the Dolphins, you know, they're kind of in a similar situation to me. Obviously, it's, it's the Patriots we're going to be looking at in the division as usual. Team we're going to be looking up at or trying to get to. And I do think the schedule does lay out decently. It's not the toughest schedule in the world, as we as as we said in the past, Mike. We knew the teams we were going to play, so NFC East wasn't the best conference. Booking, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not crapping on your conference. No, but last no. year, it wasn't the toughest conference no. in the league. You know, Miami and Bills playing them each twice isn't that. You know, they're not the, the toughest teams in the league either. You know, the Ravens and the Steelers, they're probably going to be pretty good. The Jags, the Bengals, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah. I kind of like how the schedule later, and I really do like the home games they have. I'm really stoked. I, I do, too. And I think that run, like you said, starting with the Jaguars and going off with the Giants and the Redskins, they can go on a little run there. I know we have a bye week four that's very, very early. That's the earliest in memory for me um, that I remember. So, you know, they're going to go ahead and play the Browns and the Patriots They'll regroup depending on how they do, and then they go right to Philly and play Dallas, and then play the Cowboys. So they're going to have to go get on a on a hard start and try to go and win a bunch of these games. I honestly, Keith, as I see currently, this team is going to go seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, somewhere in there. Any type of prediction with what the record's going to be? Let's see how the draft goes. Let's see how the team shakes out after training camp where a team or two might drop an offensive player. Maybe we pick up another guy for the offensive line here and there and see what happens. I'll see what happens with that first, Mike. It's tough to say. But, you know, off the schedule at least, you'd think we'd have a better record than last year. So, you know, last year we won four games. So I'm not saying you're going to be that far off, Mike, but I'm just going to wait and see what happens with that. And a a player that's going to be helping us this year, you know, Mm -hmm. we're talking about the schedule, a guy we added for some running back depth to the squadron. Mike, I know you have a little detailed bio on a new running back for the New York Jets, Ty Montgomery, a guy that's banded about our fantasy league. I know him well. (laughs) I know the Wookiee knows him well. I know him well. Um, He's bounced around our fantasy league because he is, you know, he's somebody that when he came in, for Green Bay, I know he was a receiver when he got drafted, yep. came in, ended up getting moved to running back because he's a pretty versatile guy, and he actually wasn't that bad at running back. He had um, 77 rushes for 457 yards 2016. He averaged yep. almost six yards a carry, which is absolutely, completely Nuts. ridiculous. Now, Nuts. when the, the situation they gave him the ball, and I think teams just didn't think he could get it done that first right. year. Um, his next year after that, he averaged a little bit under four yards a carry. But for his career, he has really good yards per carry, but he could also catch the ball. Um, you know, he had a lot of receptions too, Mike. Versatile player. What do you got to say about it? Uh, I think he he's used to operating in the zone blocking scheme, much like our offensive line Frank Pollock runs. Um, we know that he ran out of a two-back set out there in Green Bay, so Adam Gates usually doesn't run like that. But as far as a scheme fit and as far as his versatility as a pass catcher and his ability to run, I think he's a fantastic ad, and I think he'll complement um, Le'Veon Bell well I think that if Adam Gase decides to think outside of the box he could use a two back set with both Bell and Montgomery as receiver options I, you know what I didn't so, even you know until you just said I think that Montgomery has shown you know when I don't you know, he's not somebody Mike when he was on the Packers I mean he did that, that yards per carry that one year though when he came it was pretty ridiculous no, he had about a three or four year run where he started but you know you have him in addition to Bell yeah 
You know, and yeah. he's a guy who came in as a receiver, so you right. know, obviously, he has hands. So that's another weapon for the mm-hmm. Jets. And, you know, we'll see what happens with the draft, too. They might, I don't think they're going to draft a running back this year because they have a couple prospects already, Mike. Um, like you said in your notes, like we got Cannon, we got Elijah McGuire. Now we're going to have Montgomery, and of course, we have Le'Veon Bell. Right. Which the other day, as I was driving, I just forgot about for a second. I remember I was like, oh, you know what? The Jets have Le'Veon Bell now. <laughs> Can you feel that? That's pretty cool. Jets got that. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a good addition. Uh, when I get when I get Madden going, that's the that's the running back I get to play with. Yeah, but that's pretty good. I think it was a good ad, Mike. And it's you know it's funny because it's slow going still in the NFL offseason, but every once in a while you'll see a team does add a guy. Yep. Right around now ish, usually nothing happens, which is why it's funny. yeah, it's kind of dead time uh, because you know it's coming up this Thursday. Obviously, everybody, Woo. the NFL draft now. The AEBG podcast is going to be joining the Jet Factor podcast, Michael, right? We're going to be on there. We're going to get on there live with these guys. Now, Mike's going to be in whatever secret location Mike is. Mike, isn't, no. Everyone, Mike doesn't always record from the same place. He's a man in the move. He's a businessman. <laughs> Various Ramada Inns throughout the country. Yeah. And, you know, Holiday Ramada Inns. Plus fan, you know, yeah. all, all these different, so we don't know where Mike's going to be. But I'm going to be at MetLife Stadium. Nice. On the field, MetLife Stadium draft party. You know, we have number three pick. Giants have the number six pick. Giant Jet fans intermingling. So I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be getting on the show, the Jet Factor podcast with Mike. Uh, you know, we're going to probably be doing a live show that night. So we're going to call in if you guys want to hear us and get with us that night. And speaking of the draft, there's been a lot. Guys, behind the scenes. I'm going to pull the curtain back for everyone for a second. All the ABG fans. Let's pull the curtain back, Michael, if you don't mind. Uh-oh. The Wookiee-Michael Lagaris rivalry. Mm. Now... This stretches back decades, Ooh. back to high school. These two gentlemen went to the same high school. I didn't go to the same high school as them. I wasn't I wasn't lucky enough to live in a nice neighborhood like these gentlemen and grow up with an affluence like you guys did and go to such a lovely, wonderful high school with palatial <laughs> fields and all these type of things. However, the Wookiee Lagaris robbery. Now, this has been going back forever. So now, when the draft came up and we mentioned a mock draft. Right. Okay, Mike, so let's go through some mocks. I'm like, oh, you know, Wookiee, he knows the draft pretty good. You know, he's good at fantasy, so he's, he's been looking up the rookies. And all of a sudden, boom, immediately. Immediately, a battle sparks. That's Mike. Start texting Wookie. He's like, you know, if you want to do a mock battle, I'll destroy you. Right. Okay, then it turns into a competition. Uh, Mike sending messages about how he's a prophet. Oh, How God. he can see it's going to happen in the draft, everyone. Now, this is this is the very... This is the bravado everyone who listens to the show doesn't see with Mike sometimes. Mike's on the show. He's humble. Right. Gives you jet facts. He's very right. nice. Very polite. Down, yeah. Behind the scenes. Savage. Now, still a nice guy, Mike. Savage. But if he thinks he knows what's going on, he will live smackdown on you. Yep. Now, he puts you in your place, said he's going to get all the picks right, pretty much. Mike thinks right. he knows what's going to happen in the draft. He said he saw it in his crystal ball, mm-hmm. which would be which would be nice for some of these GMs in the NFL. What do you have to say about your skills, Wookie? Is there anything I just said that was not factual that you want to update with the Mike-Wookie rivalry? Please let the world know. No, uh, everything was uh, was all factual. It's been uh, deeply rooted, decades now. <laughs> it's been documented, I believe. And, um, no, Mike, uh, Mike sent me some very uh, telling... Very telling messages today. He kind of, you know, he he, he, he kind of suckered me, and he was nice about it. He was like, oh, we're gonna do this mock draft. Uh, we'll compare everything, and he's like, just remember, you're gonna, you suck. I know what's gonna happen. I'm like the prophet master, and, and wow. I was like, oh my god, Mike. All right, um, but anyway, didn't hold back, huh? Uh, no, there was no, there was no holding back, Mike. At that point, good for him. I'm I'm happy. He should be confident, but unfortunately, everything he's he's about to say is gonna be horribly wrong. <laughs> Okay, okay, there we go. You heard it, guys. Wookie, Ligaris, Mock Madness begins now. 
the situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. All right, everybody. Nothing's been more anticipated by me and the ABG listeners, even though they didn't know it was coming. Hmm. For the last ten minutes that I've talked about it, they've been anticipating it. It's the Mock Madness Battle. Michael Garris, Big Stinking Majestic Beast, Nicholas Kronk. Now, guys, <laughs> let's get right into it. Pick number one of the NFL Draft this year. Wookie, who do you see? What do you see going down? Now, some people say it's a foregone conclusion. Do you see it as that? Arizona Cardinals, who are they taking? I see it as a foregone conclusion at this point. Kingsbury's there. Uh, Murray is a prototypical guy for the offense. That means they're going to have to trade Rosen, obviously, which I'm sure they could do to somebody. I mean, even if they decide to trade the pick for whatever reason, I still think whoever's going to get that pick is going to draft Murray. Okay. Now, Michael, do you agree? You think Murray's going number one or what's up? So the world thinks that Murray is going number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals. The world thinks that Cliff Kingsbury and Murray are the perfect fit. The world has been saying, Mel Kuyper has said, that there is a 99% chance that Kyler Murray is going number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals. But I'm going to tell you that that's not going to happen. Really? Okay. I'm going to tell you that I have already seen the future. Future. The future. And all of you are mistaken. There is no way that a franchise, a multi-million dollar franchise, who took a prospect who was one of the highest rated prospects in the last five years at quarterback... And they're going to then pass him over for a quarterback who is 5'10". No quarterback has ever that was ever 5'10 was ever drafted number one overall, okay? And they're going to actually make that switch. What they're doing is they're driving up his value. This is a smokescreen. Josh Rosen, the deliverer, will be the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. And with the first pick in the NFL draft, there is a trade. There are whispers in dark corners over there in Oakland. What is going on over there? Why are they kicking out these scouts? Why are they so quiet? I'll tell you why. Trade Oakland Raiders. Draft Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick. Arizona moves down to four and they give them a bunch of a first round and whatever pack. First pick in the NFL draft, Kyler Murray, and he goes to the Oakland Raiders. And if you think about it, it's perfect. The Oakland Raiders are moving to Las Vegas. What a great branding, a branding uh, 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 movement. What a way to put, and they don't even have to trade Carr right away. They could have Carr play the last year in Oakland and right before they go to Vegas, hit Kyler as the starting quarterback, selling tickets. It's just a perfect business decision. There's so much going on here with Mike. Mike, first of all, Mike came in swinging. He immediately, his mock draft, he immediately drops a bomb. Two two things I like, too, and we'll get to move into the second pick, guys. Yes. we got to keep moving. we got 15 picks here to go. Uh, <laughs> one thing I wanted to say, Mike, which I like, how it then relates to our fantasy football league is what he did was a double smack. Right. One, gives his guy, Mike drafted Josh Rosen last year, so of course, somehow he, he has a dog in this fight, okay? he, he He's wishing yes. this occurs. Two, your guy on your team, Derek Carr, your quarterback of your team, mm-hmm. everyone, we have a dynasty keeper league, you have to keep you guys forever, so this actually is his quarterback forever. He's going to be replaced, Mike said. <laughs> two different swipes at the Wookiee, which I enjoy. Now, Mike, what do you, who do you got going number two? So, Murray, big trade. They go up. They get him a number one, the Raiders. What do you got going on um, at the two spot for the 49ers? Well, the 49ers entered the 2019 draft, having taken defensive linemen in the last first uh, round in, in the last three drafts. And they're going to do the same thing with the with this one. They're going to take Joey Bosa off the edge. He's the best player in the draft. He'll be the second selection overall. And they will 
Enjoy his services there in San Francisco. He's just like his brother. His floor is as low as it comes. You know exactly what you're getting with him. You're pretty much getting his mirror image, his brother, Joey Bosa. Nick Bosa goes number two to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Wookie, that seems to be the consensus with the Niners. You think you're yeah. going to go defense, take Nick yeah. Bosa as well? Bosa's best, uh, best available, and uh, he's a monster. So I have to agree with Mike, yeah. Bosa, Bosa fits. All right, so Bosa for both of you guys are number two, guys. We're agreed on the first pick. We're agreed on the second pick. However, obviously Mike with a big shakeup there at number one. He will get extra bonus points if that actually does go down that way. So now we're coming in at number three. Hmm. None other than Gang Green Nation, the New York Jets. Big moves in the offseason. <laughs> Jet fans anxiously awaiting what occurs here. Do they trade down? Do they not? Who do they take? Do they take an offensive player, which would be shock everybody? Do they take Allen? Do they take Ed Oliver, who popped up on the scene? Do they take Quentin Williams? What's going to go down? Wookie, what do you see happening? Tell AABG, tell the nation what you see from behind the glass. All right. Do not, first of all, stop listening to all this Oliver stuff the last couple of days. Okay. Take Quentin Williams, Alabama. He's a monster. At this point, he's the best player available in the draft. You've got no second-round pick. You got rid of that for Darnold last year, rightfully so. Maybe you try to get one of those back here as well. It, it, it makes your defensive line one of the best in the league, again, obviously. Um, it's insurance policy for uh, Leonard Williams. I believe his contract's running out soon, uh, shortly. So I think, I mean, Josh Allen could be a good pick here too, but I think it's Williams. Michael? Well, Wookie, Wookie, I would 100% agree with you. If this was, if the Jets were going to pick here, they would take Quinn and Williams. However, however, Dwayne Haskins is the number one quarterback on my board, personally. And I think that insider Jason Lake-Concour from CBS has been reporting since the combine that Washington is in love with this man. And no one believes that Case Keenum or Colt McCoy are the long-term answers. And we all know that Alex Smith's knee is buckled or his leg is broken beyond repair. (laughs) (laughs) Haskins, the, the, the Jets want to trade this pick. They will trade this pick. The Washington Redskins will move from 15 to 3 and trade with the New York Jets and take Dwayne Haskins, number 3, in the draft. And the Jets will move down and get a haul for the fit, for the third pick. All right. Wow. Now, I don't... All right. You know what? This guy is just coming... Sure. Now, basically, this is the reason Mike wanted to, now we know, <laughs> extend the pick down to 15. Because the Jets will be picking 15th in Mike's mock draft. He's here. got 47 different top 15s. He's been working on this for a month. He's yeah, setting me up. There's already, there's been three I'm picks. I'm telling you guys, I think this there's is going to There's been three happen. picks, two trades. I think, I think this is going to happen. I really do. Maybe, look, maybe I'm wrong. I think this is going to happen. I think this is what's going to This is what I believe in my heart is going to happen. Let's go. At the now, fourth we pick, down the, Raiders, people- the Raiders take Quinn and Williams. Just like Wookie said, if they stay, they t- the Jets would take Quinn and Williams. If not, the Raiders take Quinn and Williams. He's the best player on the board. No question. Um, I mean, not the Raiders. Excuse me. The Arizona Cardinals picking at four will take Quinnen Williams uh, they, since they moved down, and he will be a great addition to that team moving forward. Now, Wookie, who, what do you, who do you got going at four? We, <coughs> in your mock draft, everything's still in place here. There's been no trades. What do you got going down? No, no I, spot? nothing crazy. I see the Raiders, obviously, if the Jets take Williams. Uh, I see the Raiders taking Allen from Kentucky, uh, unless Gruden... Goes completely off the grid here and drafts a quarterback. Uh, uh, for fantasy purposes, I'm sick if that happens. But I mean, Allen definitely uh, definitely helps the pass rushing, which was non-existent last year because oh wait, 
You traded one of the best defensive ends in the league <laughs> before the season started. Yeah, true. Ask the Bears how that worked out. But, uh, yeah, Allen can play anywhere, so he's versatile. And I think uh, I think Gruden gets back into the fans' good graces by replacing Mac, or at least trying to, with uh, uh, Josh Allen. Tampa Bay, I see, uh, I see Ed Oliver from Houston going to Tampa Bay here. McCoy, they're going to get rid of him. Can't afford him anymore. The value is going to be dropping anyway. So, I mean, I know they picked D. Lyman last year in the first round. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They've got the least available cap space, I believe. So they may very well be looking to move on from Joe McCoy and uh, hopefully get some cap maneuverability moving forward, too, here. Yeah, and yeah. My, my, Mike's drafts have been insane. Mike, what do you have going on here? Yeah, I, I could definitely see uh, that happening in your scenario, but I've got them taking Josh Allen. Obviously, he's still on the board. He returned to Kentucky for a senior season, added 15 pounds of muscle, spent the next... Four months manhandling people all over the place. I wouldn't mind the Jets getting this guy if, if that falls that way. But Josh Allen to Tampa Bay. And then your New York Giants. This is a Gettleman pick, bro. I, I mean, this is just exactly what Gettleman would do. Linebackers are ridiculous athletes. He do, he loves linebackers. Luke Keekley, look what he did. Who, who not to take than Devin White, okay? Some NFL teams wondered if White had the instincts to play at that high level. And at times, he looked a step... Slow on play action reads, but he always made it up with his speed, quickness, and athleticism. I think he's the best linebacker in the draft, and I think that's exactly what the Giants are going to do. No, I know. That's, uh, I, I was going back and forth between him and Rashad Gary. If, if Devin White's there and we don't take him, if, we, if we're not taking Haskins or if he's gone already in your Flashpoint universe, <laughs> uh, if that happens... And uh, Devin White's there, and we don't take him. I, I, I'm going to throw something. Uh, the yeah, kid, he's that good. Interviewed yeah. him. You, you hear him. You hear him. You know he wants to do nothing but destroy the ball, and he's smart enough to do that. You're so. also going Devin White there, number six. I, I, I would hope so. Yeah. Look at these. If he's guys. there. Yeah. Now we have yeah. some agreements going on. No, nah, but Keith, he's, he's, I don't he's like legit. it, and I want some more arguing here. I don't want any agreeing going on between you. Now, well, who do you got slide in here, number seven? Your number seven pick. We have the Jaguars picking there. Jaguars have holes on offense. They have holes on defense. Where do you think they're going? They got holes everywhere. Um, <laughs> you signed Foles. Got to protect them though. So I think they're going to go with uh, Juwan Taylor out of Florida, the tackle. Uh, I know recently I'm reading there's some been some buzz about maybe taking Jonah Williams out of Bama, but I'm going to say for right now they go with Juwan Taylor and they get uh, Nick Foles a little bit of a uh, little breathing room, a little offensive help for Nick Will Foles Hull. there on the line. Yeah, beats Will Hull, look at well, look at this. I you know I got a dog in this fight too. Nicky Foles is my franchise quarterback as well in my dynasty league. And what do I want for my fantasy quarterback? The same thing the Jaguars want for their quarterback. One of the top ten players in this NFL draft. T.J. Hawkinson would be Nick Foles' much-needed middle-of-the-field weapon, just like he had with Zach Ertz. I could even make the case that this guy would be the biggest offensive addition in this draft uh, uh, of any wide receiver or running back uh, if he were to fall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I've got T.J. Hawkinson going to the top, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This guy is one of the highest-rated tight ends to come out in years. Yeah, Hawkinson, all, all you hear about him is just... Monster. You know, he's like, the, he's like the... After the combine, after the season he just had... Well, you know, he had a tremendous um, teammate, too. Uh, what's it, Noah Font? <laughs> Noah Fant, yeah. Noah Fant, yeah. No, yep. his, there might be two tight ends to go in the first round from the same school. That's which amazing, is unbelievable. Yeah. But he seems like he's head and shoulders the best tight end in the business right now. And yeah, like, what and, you got going on with I, the I, I, Yeah, well, I was going to say, at number eight, you know, uh, I know that... You know, I didn't know... I don't know if you know that one of my favorite sh- movies ever was Black Panther. Wakanda forever! And... 
I love Black Panther because I love the uh, place called Wakanda. Wakanda seems like an awesome, you know, <laughs> nation. And like we talked about before, Wakanda, we saw a Wakandian, and that was DK Metcalf. We were like, oh, look, oh, metahuman. Well, there's another metahuman. His name is Montez Sweat. Perfect for the Detroit Lions and their defensive line trying to get after the quarterback. That's who I got going at number eight. Lions go D line, Wookie. What do you got going on at number eight here? Now we're starting to get we're starting to get deeper here. I know he's going to start going left and right for the two of you. What do you got, Detroit Lions, Wookie? This is this is no. Uh, he had Hawkinson going one pick too early. I think uh, I think I think the Lions right now. I don't know who their tight end is, but Jabroni could be his last name. I, I'm not sure who plays there anymore. But Hawkinson right now. Put him in there. Get Stafford another, you know, little little safety net down the middle. Kid can block as well too. He should step in and play day one. Uh, so I like him there. Bills at nine. And the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they got to get offense and defensive help. Yeah, right. That's what I. That's when I when I think of the Buffalo Bills, oh. I go. Exactly. <laughs> like wait, like the GM like, must be like wait. Like let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. Say you go up to Buffalo. Say you oh. go to an away game, guys. Say you drive up to, to Buffalo. So you basically drive Orchard Park, wherever. Well, they are. Yeah, you basically drive to Canada, right? <laughs> um, these people. Have you seen the Hills Have Eyes? That movie. I, I might have. That's what the women look like <laughs> that come out there in the crowd. Now they, they are not regular people. Let's get back to the Bills, guys. What do we have going on? What do we have going on at number nine? Looking for the, with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I mean, I'm torn here. Honestly, they. I mean, like we said, they have so many holes. So I, I still have Montez Sweat on the board. That could be a way to go. But I think really they're going to go with either uh, Jawan Taylor or Jonah Williams, whichever one didn't get drafted by uh, the Jags at seven. Yeah, actually, I agree with you 100. percent Jawan Taylor is the best offensive lineman in this class. He may be just the right tackle, but honestly, as far as pass protection, he may be a really good option there. They're trying to beef up that offensive line. They just paid their center the most money of any center in the league, and that guy is not even worth that amount of money. So you could tell their focus is on protecting Josh Allen. The team needs this guy on that team, so I I just see Jawan Taylor as the perfect answer here. And to be honest... I'm happy because I don't want him on the Jets. I think he's going to be a jabron. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't hear anybody, he called you a... Jabroni! So, yes, that's a jabroni. Denver Broncos coming near at number 10, Mike. In need of several things also. They've been interchangeable quarterbacks over these past few years. Interchangeable scrubs, basically, is what got on. And a flurry, an array, a I'll, potpourri. I'll that bad. You know what? A cornucopia yeah. of scrubs. <laughs> Has been unleashed on us from the Denver Broncos over the years. They're here at number ten, Mike. Do you think they're going lock? You think they're going to try to get the quarterback? I think they're going to go is defense? such an obvious choice here. But here's the thing: they parted with Brandon Marshall. They parted with Josie's Joel. They and Todd Davis. This team definitely has a gap in talent on the defensive side. I think that John Elway understands he's got one more chance with a quarterback, and I do not believe that he believes that lock or Jones are the guy he really wants to die on a hill for. I think he's going to wait for the 2020 draft, just like the Miami Dolphins are as well. So I see them taking Devin Bush here at the linebacker. So at this point in your draft, Mike, you still don't have Oliver off the board. Okay, no, I'm just making sure. I mean, you think they'll take Bush instead of Oliver? I mean, if Oliver is is as good as people say, and then I was hearing Bart Scott talk about today, Bart Scott thinks the Jets should take him. Can't wait! You know, that was, that, that's what he was talking about today. Right? I mean, he maybe is a fluke. He wasn't out there in Houston, Mike, so maybe you know better than some of us. You're out there in Houston, you know how good he is. But on Mike's board, he's still out there, Oliver. Now let's get to the Wookiee, number 10, Denver Broncos, Rocky Mountain High, Colorado, 
John Elway up there with his horse face, garbage quarterback after garbage quarterback. Do you think they take the cue this year, or do you think they're going to wait till next season? I think they, I, I think they grab Drew Locke. I really think he, you know, there's been ties to Elway, you know, watched him over the, you know, the last couple of years. So I think Elway's going to ride or die with a quarterback, and I think the strong arm, the ability to make all the throws. I know he's got big upside. So I think Elway really, I mean, he goes out on the limb this year because you, you're right. Whoever said it before, either Mike or Keith, if he, if he misses on this, this quarterback again, it could be a wrap out. And there. now here, now in the Wookiee draft here, Haskins on the board. You think the Bronx are taking Locke yep. before Haskins? Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. That's a, very interesting. Very interesting. The Wookiee, Michael. Very, each of you guys, very different approaches, very different draft thoughts. And either of them going to be right. The way this right. draft is, this is pretty open this year. I have no yep. idea what's going to go on. Um, you got the Broncos at number 10 taking Drew Locke, number 11. Cincinnati Bengals, a lot of holes there, too. What do you think they're going to do? I think they're going to take Dwayne Haskins. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. And that's, and that's where I got it all. You know, Dalton is on the decline, obviously. He's 32. Haskins only played, only started the one year, but it was a phenomenal year in the Big Ten. Great conference. So everything you read and hear about him, stand-up kid. So I, I think that's where they go there. Yeah, and I mean, in Cincinnati, last time I checked was in Ohio. And yeah. And... He was in Ohio State, 50 touchdowns last year. Weather, obviously, not going to be an issue. No. He killed it last year in the Big Ten. Uh, freezing cold games, end of the season, still slinging touchdowns left and right. Dwayne Haskins. Michael, over to you. You said it. I think you just mentioned who you think the Bengals are going to take care at 11. Probably the best player still on the board. Right, who that's who on? I got. I got Ed Oliver going to the Cincinnati Bengals. He may go into the, going to the Broncos or going earlier. I just thought this may be the best fit for him, it being the best player available. And then the Green Bay Packers... Uh, right under them, I got them taking Brian Burns. They already went and grabbed a bunch of pass rushers in free agency, and I think they're going to attack more uh, the pass rushing uh, feel and grab a guy like Brian Burns, who has tremendous speed, tremendous bend uh, off the edge, and could be a very high-value pick for them uh, at number 12. Yeah, and I mean, the bend percentage of any player is always important to me. And that's something quantifiable or non-quantifiable that I always look into. Don't don't you dare laugh, Wookie. Don't you dare just, laugh behind that just glass. Ben percentage is is the, any combination of those two words will make me laugh. <laughs> Wookie, we got Aaron Rodgers out there, Green Bay, the, the playing on the frozen tundra. Right. What do you got going down for the pack here, at number twelve? Well, I can see them going two uh, two ways. Uh, they could take Gary at that point, who in my mind would be the best defensive player available, uh, and they might be looking for best player available, uh, the kid out of Michigan, or. Uh, maybe they look to go at the other kid from Iowa, the other tight end, Fant, Noah Fant here. Either way, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would appreciate Noah Fant. Yeah. Um, but either way, I don't think they can go wrong with that. But, I mean, you got to pick one for the, you gotta so, pick one uh, for the uh, battle I'll, here. I'll say they go, I'll say they'll go with, they'll go with Fant. I'll say okay. they'll go with Noah Fant, get Aaron as much uh, firepower they can for one last run yeah. for the next couple of years hey, for him. Hey, I like it. You guys know I like it. Me and Aaron are very close <laughs> and... <laughs> Very attached at the hip when it comes to fantasy football. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense to me right there, Wookie. And coming in there at number 13, very, the hated Miami Dolphins. Oh, I can't. I mean. What do you think is going to go down here, Wookie? Do you think they go wide receiver? They got a big giant hole there. What do you think? Which, which way do you think the Dolphins are leading? Uh, I think they're going to go with uh, Christian Wilkinson out of Clemson. D-tackle. Phenomenal athlete. They they might see him as another larger Aaron Donald. Just not as, not that crazy. But I'm sure he's going to he's gonna pull his own weight. Uh, they've got too many holes to fill anyway, uh, so they got to find somebody to replace Sue. I think uh, Wilkerson can do that. Uh, do that for them. Michael, 
Miami Dolphins, a team that you despise and hate. Well, I think going oh, down here with Christian team. Wilkins. This is the guy I think that would fit them. Uh, they're going to need some t- infused talent there on the defensive line after letting go some of their players. They're pretty much tanking for 2020. I, they call it the fish tank. That's really lame. Whatever. And I I think, uh, you know, they're going to be picking (laughs) one of those quarterbacks next year. So I think Christian Wilkins is probably one of the better players on the board and would be a good pick for them. He's a really good kid from everything I heard and um, really has a tremendous motor, tremendous speed. Um, Next, at 14, I've got the Atlanta Falcons taking Cleveland Farrell. I think that Vic Beasley is a guy who they took at seven or six overall a couple years ago, and he hasn't really panned out as an edge guy. Uh, I think they're going to move on from him and try to solve that edge with taking a guy like Cleveland Farrell. Wookie, what do you got going down here? Falcons number 14. We're kind of getting to the mush here, Wookie. Yeah. What do you think is going on? Uh, well, they need they need to address the O-line, definitely. Keep uh, keep uh, Matty, Matty Ice upright there. So I think they're going to go with Andre Dillard, the tackle out of Washington State. Uh, they picked up two guards in free agency, so you know, giving them another shot in the arm at tackle can't hurt. Yeah, beast the line out a little bit. That's a good move. Help now get those running backs, whoever it's going to be, help yeah. as well. And then the skins at fifteen. What do you got going down there, Wook? Final pick, final selection in mock madness. And this is, and again, I'm, 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 it works out where this could be a legitimate pick here, but I'm also happy because if, if he if he doesn't play, if he plays the way I think it is and he's just being hyped because of who he played for and who somebody compared him to, I hope the Redskins pick Daniel Jones uh, so we don't have to worry about them offensively as a Giant fan for the next 10 years. Do you years. hope or do you think that's who they're going to take? That's, uh, that's who I think they're going to take okay. and that's who I hope they take as well. Daniel Jones is a tremendous scrub. Tremendous scrub. He is. He is. uh, If they well, your other option is Case Keenum. I I just could not. I think Peyton Manning is already grooming Daniel Jones to be one of his quarterback coaches at his camps in two years from now. He just got a box that had the whistles and the wristbands in it. Yeah, he's like, you know what? He already told Eli. He's like, look at a few years. We'll have Jones there. He's a good kid, smart. Who? 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 who, Where? Uh, Mike, what do you got going down? In your draft, you already the Jets know where have I'm this going. pick you, you made everybody wait. You pick it. Who, who are we taking? We're taking Garrett Bradbury, the best center in this draft. One of the best offensive linemen, period. He could take over center duties immediately. This would be great value on the offensive line, a place that we need to improve our offensive line to make sure that Sam Darnold is standing upright. Garrett Bradbury is the guy I have wanted really wanted in this draft and I believe that the Jets can see a scenario in which they can fall back and grab this guy who could be the next great center like the centers before him Nick Mangold and Hall of Fame and Kevin Mawai. Bradbury is the pick here at 50. But here's the thing now I didn't mention this earlier Mike when you had your uh, you the Jets trade away the third pick in the whole nine. Um, to the Jets... You think they're willing to pass up on Williams, Allen, Sweat, all these other players, you know, this, this theoretically say someone moves up, makes a trade with the Niners, say Bosa slips to three in this yeah, hypothetical seven. world. Do you think they're going to do that to get a center in the first round? I mean, that just seems, to me, to me, 
conscientious observer of the mock madness to be a little bit far-fetched. Well, Michael, there's so much talent, higher level talent than him, that is ahead of him, and we're passing up on all that to sure up the center position, Mike. I I, I just well, Keith, are you looking at the talent that's available? In the in the rest of the draft in the second round, a guy like a guy like thing, when, you, Polite, when you said the Jets make- which could easily be there in the second round, who was considered one of the best pass rushers until his combine week when he didn't have good interviews and whatnot. You know, the Jets there are options. The Jets can trade for D- Jadavion Clowney still. There's still talk about that, but. What I'm saying is, if the Redskins are talking about giving them a first round next year, multiple second, third round picks in this draft, and they can go fill one of those needs and then address their edge, um, either by trade or by getting a guy like Ja'Kai Polite in the second round, then they absolutely do that move. And they are looking to move out. And I just see this as a situation in which... The Redskins want Haskins. They're scared of other teams. And the Jets want to move out. And I believe that there could be a deal there. And remember, jo- uh, you know, we took Leo Williams, right, with the number six pick. And he was supposed to be this amazing, great guy. And he ended up being, you know, okay, right? None of these guys are guaranteed to be great. But the more options that you have on trying to swing and get a guy... The, there's a, to be honest with you, Keith, there's only one guy in this this class that I absolutely believe is going to be a pro bowler. But so, and and I will also say uh, Quinn Williams is probably there too. But is Joey Bosa? Bosa's there. The Jets don't trade out. If he's not there, there's questions about Josh Allen. There's questions about uh, uh, um, Ed Oliver. Yeah, but every year, every single year, there's questions about guys. I mean, I know there's. There's, you know, last year maybe less questions about the top right. of the first round talent than there is this year. But unless I know exactly what you mean and why what the Jets would be getting from the Redskins is to go from three to fifteen. If you look at NFL draft boards, if you look at the value charts, that's a big drop. Yeah. That's a big drop yeah. in value, Mike. That's a big time drop. And I don't know. I don't know if moving into fifteen to me and just getting a center and locking that position up, which we do need offensive line, don't get me wrong, and I want to lock down everything from Sam as much as we can. But I would need to know at least for me what we'd be getting from the Reds. Uh, it would have to be additional first uh, in 2020, and we would have to get their second, third, and maybe even they may even give us an offensive lineman. Who knows? They maybe give us one of their players that we have now, and then you know it takes care of our offensive line, and then we go take a guy at edge at 15. Right? Who knows? But if they want him, which they do, and the Jets want to trade out, which they do, it can happen. Okay? You just got to make it happen. And I believe, and, you know, looking down, if we do not trade that pick and we take a guy like Josh Allen or Quillen Williams at three, the third round prospects that we're potentially looking at are uh, maybe center Eric McCoy out of Texas A&M. We may be able to get, I don't know, some people have him going in late first, second round um, offensive line. We, there's a, a Greg Little out of Mississippi we may be able to get. that. That's something that uh, that some teams are thinking that he may fall out there. Also, maybe... Yeah, and that and Mike, and that's the first third round pick we have now. We had that second third round pick against the Saints we got for Bridgewater, which is at the back of the third round there. But the first third round pick we have, I mean, that's basically like a a late second round pick. 
I mean, it's the six, I think it's the 68th pick in the draft. You know, that 64th is the last pick of the second round. Right. So that's actually, you know, that, that's a pretty solid pick to have. And at that point, to me, Mike, there's going to be, if they wanted to, because, you know, we have Robbie Ernison, we got a Nunwa, they got Jameson Crowder. They have some decent guys at receiver. No one who's, like, elite. Right, right. Guys that are not that bad. And maybe as, Earn, a, as a group yes. can play good together, right? But you you were there at the third round there, right at the top of the third round. Mike, I think there's going to be some good receivers left on the board. Still, Harmon from NC State might be left still. Whiteside might be left. And one guy I'm intrigued by, Mike, you know, last year killed at Iowa State. Hakeem Butler. Um, his 40 time this year was great. 230, 6'5". He could be like a Megatron. This dude, last year, you know, 13 games, had 1,300 yards, uh, pretty much dominated at Iowa State, and he's somebody I think, you know, a lot of of these other receivers, Metcalf, Brown, Harry, all these other guys are getting a lot of pub, as they should, Harris Campbell ran a crazy 40, Um, I think he's someone that might be out there, and I would love, you know, Hakeem Butler seems like someone that, you get him in in an NFL Situation, you get him with someone like Sam who has that touch. He can really thrive as a rookie, already big enough to get the job done. If what that happens, Keith, I will be dancing in the streets. I love Hakeem Butler. I think he is one of the best prospects at wide receiver. If he's there, I want with that first third round pick to go after offensive line. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if that guy Hakeem is available, we 100% go after him. I could not agree with you more. I don't think he's gonna be there. But you know what? Who knows? You know, there's guys that they're saying even Riley Ridley, Calvin Ridley's brother, may end up being there. I'm not really the biggest fan of him, but at third round, maybe a value. But Akeem Butler, my word. If he's there, yes, absolutely. We need, definitely need impact guys. One of the We talked about Mike McCagney before. One of the biggest problems with him is he hasn't been hitting on the mid-round picks. Herndon looks like it possibly was the first time he really hit in the mid-rounds. We have to hit on these mid-round picks. So, you know, maybe address our cornerback position. Maybe address a tight end. I'm not sure. But got to do something about this offensive line. And obviously the edge. So um, so we'll see. There's a lot of options for us. It'll be exciting. I can't wait to be live with us, you and CJ for the draft. And God help Keith. If the Raiders trade for Kyler Murray, yo, your boy is going to be going nuts. Your boy oh, is going to lose I don't his have. mind live, son. That, that's what will happen. He'll lose it because he called it. And I already took a picture of both your guys' mocks. Okay. So I'll have it with me right. at Matt Life Live. I'll be keeping track, keeping score, seeing who's the oh, winner. I'll be fucking uh, keeping track, too. No, it'll be good. Uh, and now, we, did we have we decided yet what is at stake? Now, is it going to be a gentleman's bet? Are we going to go out for dinner? Or is it going to be a drink? Now, I, not, not myself. One person has to do something for the other. It could be any type of bet you guys want. Does Mike have any ideas? Does Wookie have any ideas? I mean, I would go as far. We can as... have the engine. We could we could figure it out next by next week. We yeah, we can do that too. It. If you guys want to wait, wait a week, we can, yeah, we'll discuss on the side this week, and then for the we'll next announce we'll it next it. week on the okay. podcast. Yep. If you guys want, we can yep. do that. That's no problem. Our next week's podcast, there'll be because our next week's podcast, oh, yeah. there'll be a winner. Oh yeah. So by then we'll know the winner. Right. We can also then announce whatever what the, the winners are, have yeah. to do. And uh, this Thursday, guys. The next step in the maturation process of the New York Jets and the build towards complete NFL domination goes down, everybody. We have the number three pick in the draft. Mike kind of went a little nuts, says they're trading down. Maybe that does happen. Whatever it is, whatever formula, whatever equation exists out there in the universe that makes the Jets be good, do it. 
Yeah, that's the one you guys. If want. you draft a three and you take Allen, like for instance, Keith didn't have him. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Just by the uh, way, I'm Keith good with Allen. Draft. I'm good with Allen. I'm good at putting Williams. If they take Ed Oliver, I don't think they're going to do that. But if they do, Keith, I will tell you, being an alma mater at Houston, uh, Ed Oliver's a freak of nature. Okay, I know I wouldn't take him at three, but if we do, don't be too de- depressed. He is a freak of nature, bro. And if they do, if there was a situation with some of these other teams, like say the Broncos, for instance, say they wanted to trade up to the right. Jets' number three spot, that's another team that we haven't talked about a lot. But that's another trading partner that might want to get to three just because they think someone might take Haskins. Yep. Uh, if they they say they secretly are in love with him, you know, which maybe they're not. I think if the Jets are sitting there at ten. Then that that kind of changes things up a little bit. There's kind of some different guys you look at. If Sweat's still out there at ten, you could take him. If Taylor's there, you could take him. There's a lot of different options you can go. But I think if they are at three, you know, yeah. no who one do you think? Me. Who do you want at three? We don't. We don't. We who don't do you want at three? No one asked me. But <laughs> if they are, if we were at three, I'm just joking. If they were at three, trades aside, right. when it came to the Jets. Um, I'll, I'll, in my my hypothetical, Murray's been drafted. Bosa's been drafted. I want the Jets to take Allen because to me. If he does hit, and right. he is somebody that can get to the quarterback, Monster. you know, basically he had similar production to Bosa. Um, so and he was playing in the SEC, so that, that, yeah. that's impressive to me. So he's somebody that if say you take say you whiff on a, on an edge rusher, you don't get that upset because edge rushers and quarterbacks in the NFL are, are basically the highest paid players for a reason. Yep. those are the guys you take a chance on. Yep. So I don't mind them Jason Allen, even if they draft Quinn Williams, he seems like someone that could be a stud. I won't pretend like I know enough about Oliver. I've only really heard about him this past two weeks. But it's kind of popped up on the radar. But Josh but Allen would be tremendous. So, you're absolutely right. And if you look at the way the Jets' defense is currently set up, Brandon Copeland would be replaced by Josh Allen uh, as a linebacker, and you would have Josh Allen, Avery Williams, C.J. Mosley, and Jordan Jenkins as your linebackers, with Henry Anderson and 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 Leonard Williams. Uh, it up at the defensive end. That's a pretty formidable defensive line and linebacker core. Yeah, I mean Jordan Jenkins. Jordan yeah. Jenkins had ten sacks last year. Jordan Jenkins yeah. is not that bad a player. I mean, but most, unless, you're, unless you're a Jet fan, you know you don't really know who Jordan Jenkins is Mike. But those four guys you just named. Now Allen's more of a you know he's more of a pass rusher than a, you know your average regular linebacker like a Clay Matthews. Right. He's someone that's going to go after the quarterback, but he is a linebacker oh, technically. Yeah. So he's an oh, outside yeah. linebacker. So draft Thursday, we can't wait. We'll be back at you next week covering. Of course, breaking every single pick down to finite. It's not even, you can't even be able to see the granular level that we get to with the breakdown of the draft once it happens. No, nothing about the New York Giants draft when we spoke about right. All New York Jets, guys. Thursday, we'll be with you guys live on the Jet Factor podcast. This was another amazing podcast by us in the books. Mock Madness, guys, both did a great job. A lot of stats, a lot of info you threw at everybody. One a kudos to both of you. The interns were very impressed. Oh, I know Krom didn't even utilize or Mike the interns this week. Guys <laughs> both did all their own research. I'm very proud of both of you. I mean, Michael, if anyone wants to get at us, tweet at us, listen to us, support us in any way, shape, or form, where can they do that? Uh, well, you can reach us at the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Follow us on Facebook at, a- at AEBG.JetsRadio. On Twitter, at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast. And on Instagram, at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man. That is Michael Lagaris. He is the big stinking Wookiee. My name is Keith Farrell, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We'll get at you next week. Talking about the newest Jets added to the team. Peace out. Are you ready? 
can't win. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. I want a number believer.